were to add something that I've spoken here many times about, that in general, uh, I've tried to explain to the best of my understanding that uh, love is something that allows people to have an analog to understand how the world comes into being. Why is that? Because since there's, since there's no uh, impetus for God to make a world or no such thing in terms of a God being God, because if a God had an impetus, then he wouldn't be God, by definition. So love is something that we, is an analog for, so to speak, for motiveless action, which gives us some way to relate to the fact that the world came into being, because it's unfathomable. Like I explained all the time, the reason why God made the world is not too deep to know. It's, there's no such thing. If there, were, if there were a reason why God made the world, then God wouldn't be God. All reasons that we speak about are always themselves creations. Its purpose is the creation. It's not something that precedes the world. Otherwise, otherwise, purpose would be God, and God would be the God would be the servant. So, but we have an analog. Love, love gives us some idea of 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 motiveless uh, action, motiveless feeling. If you look in the language of the Rambam, even though other Rishonim seem to indicate that nobody can love their neighbor like themselves, it's not possible. People are always more selfish than themselves more than anything. So my Rebbe would explain according to those we showed him, maybe the Ramban, other people, that, uh, that when you remove jealousy, that a person, even if they don't love other people more than themselves in direct, in direct emotion, but ultimately they can end up doing much more for the other than for themselves by removing jealousy. It can happen in actual practicality. But if you look at the language of the Ramban, it really says that the other person's honor, uh, you're talking in the Yisodei Torah, in the Rambam, that the language is that you're going to love. Uh, I'll just check, the, check my, my quote. The, the, that the that the you have to love. The, you have to want the other person's care about the other person's money just like your own, and care about the other person's honor just like your own. He really says that he seems like to be 100. percent So how could that be? The answer would be that the answer would be because, in my opinion, if you, how could that be done? Because if it's really love, which is really motivus, and then what? Why do you love when you look when you love something for what it is, and you see the beauty in that thing? What you're actually seeing is what God put into it. So there's nothing in the world that's not just the revelation of God. Every person, every idiot in the world, every, every guy gets on your nerves at work, whatever it is. You know, Mamish, this, this, this guy, Mamish, you know, Mamish gets on your nerves. He's also a creation of God. So there's always going to, so the love is going to be when a when that person takes the godly understanding in them and sees what is wonderful about everything in the world. That's how you love it. You make the, like I've explained many times, you, know, you see what is beloved about the beloved, make what makes it beautiful. And you're looking there, you're always seeing what God did. So there's not an inch or there's not a time or a place or one, not one square inch or one tiniest amount of this world or one time that God is not being revealed in. So therefore, if the person is going to, a person that will express their godly quality, they're going to, they're going to love, they're going to see good in everything. Even this guy is an idiot. You're going to see that, there, that there's something beautiful about him or like grouches. There's a beauty in them. Yes, and they, 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 they're just grouchy, but they're so perfectly grouchy. Just like frogs are perfectly froggy. Grouches are so fantastically grouchy. You'll see how it's just, you know, sometimes you have a marriage where one person is mature, one's immature. It's got a beauty of its own. The, the one who wants to be immature gets the benefit of a mature person guiding them and gets to complain all the time how the person's controlling them. And the person controlling gets the, gets the, gets the pleasure of controlling the one who's, who's immature and gets to complain all the time how, they, how the one is immature is immature. You see, it has its own kind of symbiotic symbiotic perfection to it. It's not, I'm not saying it's the best thing, but it happens all the time. I, I see this constantly. You see, so if you look at every single thing, you'll see, you'll see, uh, you'll see a... Uh, uh, a precious beauty in, all, in every single thing, and that's a, to, and that, and that that's possible here. Why would it be like yourself? Because here, because ultimately, the same way you know that you know the value of yourself, you know the value of everything by seeing it as a as a creation of God. Uh, so it's every place, and there be even even people who really you sort of get on your nerves are beautiful. <laughs> That sounds funny. Because you can see that God's making them right then. There's nothing you're looking at that's not being created by God, so you're going to have to see it. 
Yeah, at that point. So I think love, <coughs> yeah, the love at that point, and then it really could be that you would that you would be worried about the person's honor just like your own. You tell their praises, etc., and you'd be worried about their money just like your own. Why? Because the only value yourself is the fact that God's making you, and you'd see the value that God's making them. It's not. It's going to be the same, and that would make it really, really like uh, you know, uh, uh, an, a proper. Uh, equation. I said a lot in a short time. Maybe we'll elaborate on it in the right times. But that's uh, basic. That's basically the story, and that's why you know. See, there's there's no question. We, 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 Hashem's going to make tons of people that are not your cup of tea. But it's really not the point. But everything is God's cup of tea because He made it. <laughs> so you're going to have to get a good look at it. And there's and, and, and forget what we're showing. Rashi, you're not supposed to. But uh, but uh, everything else, wherever the Torah didn't tell me, wherever the Torah told me to love. Uh, obviously we should and we can. And I think that's the way it's done, by recognizing that God's making that thing right this second as we speak, just like he makes me as we speak. And, uh, and therefore, uh, and therefore you're, gonna have to see, you're gonna have to see what's wonderful about it. And I think then it can, then it can be really, really the same because there's no more value in, in the fact that God made you, that made you than the fact that God made the other guy. And if the Torah teaches us, for example, to give preference to your life before the other person, that's just because God decreed it, but not because it tells anything about the relative value of your life or the other person's life. As we learn, when it comes to a toss-up of my life or the other person's life, I can't, you know, then here, when it comes to a toss-up of one person or another, we don't get to, we don't get to, uh, we don't get to, to, uh, uh, to make the choice to kill the other person for my own welfare. Saying that's not, that's a different story. We can't do it because I can't I can't decide whose whose life has more value, like the Gemara says. Um, we're actually coming. To, okay. It kind of sounds like the, in order to love somebody else, one has to love himself. No, in order to love anything, you have to know that God's making it. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Bar 